God here. If you are looking for a place to serve at Southview Baptist Church, I highly recommend the worship ministry where the mission of our ministry is founded in part on Exodus chapter 9 verse 16 when God said, but for this purpose I have raised you up to show you my power so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. The purpose of the ministry is the purpose of all believers and that is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. We have a great group of people who love to serve Christ, who love to serve you. We have numerous positions available. We have training for most of them, and we just encourage you to consider this. Join us on May 22nd after the 11 a.m. service for a brief informational meeting, and we'll get you sort of signed up, and we'll talk about what we do. But for now, let's check it out.
Well, good morning, Southview. How are we? All right. Welcome to you. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. So glad that you are here today. So glad that you're here. As we just uh, just want to encourage you and bless you. Praise God for you. Uh, you know, as uh, one quick thing, also as you uh, leave here out this way we got a little photo booth set up if you'd like to get a picture with mom you can mom you want to grab a picture with the kids do it kids smile um, and it'll be a, a wonderful wonderful memory for you but for our, our ladies we just want to say thank you we love you we praise God for you you know when God is creating in Genesis 1 and 2 every time he creates he says it's good right God created light he saw it, it was good God created sky he saw it, it was good uh, but when he created Eve he said, now it's very good. When God created Eve as woman, creating women, womanhood into this world, it, it was the final piece. Everything came together and he looked at his masterpiece and said, now, now it's very good. And we echo those words for you today. We believe that you are the very good creation of God. And we want to spend today just encouraging you, loving you, praising and worshiping the God who created you and loves you and uh, sent his son to die for you. And so we're here today just excited to worship the Lord with you today. So uh, let's bow our heads together. Uh, I want to begin us with a time of prayer as we jump into worship, all right? Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, God, for, we thank you, God, for for just womanhood. We thank you, God, that they were just a perfect designed part of your creation. And with that is, is motherhood. And Lord, we just thank you for, for our moms. We thank you, God, for just their love and care and concern for us. And we ask you, Lord, for all of the ladies here today, just your hand of blessing would be on them. I pray, God, as we worship today, Lord, uh, as much as we love our moms, as much as we love our ladies, God, we, uh, we pray today that our focus will be on you, Jesus. We'll lift you up and believe that as we lift you up, you will do great work in these ladies that we love so much. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We pray this in your name. Amen. All right, guys, let's stand together. Let's worship the Lord. Amen. God is good. i 
worship you. I worship you. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you.
in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus tells us that he desires mercy, not sacrifice. Um, he's telling this to the Pharisees, who are supposed to be the people who are the holy ones of his time, the leaders, the examples of, of his people. And it's interesting to me that Jesus tells them that he desires mercy and not sacrifice. And the true meaning behind that is that in a moment we can give a sacrifice. In a moment we can live out that obedience. But what Jesus truly desires in this moment from the Pharisees is a spiritual submission to what God has demanded of him. Is mercy to other people. Is compassion towards those who are less fortunate. As opposed to judgment which they were giving to others. So I pray that we would, in this moment, in this song, in this time, that we would reflect on his mercy that we would reflect on everything that's been done for us and that to whom the much is given, much is expected, that we would be able to give out that mercy to other people in the same way that Jesus gave it to us through his power and through the mercy that has been given to us already. Let's sing. Never afford our sins. They are many. 
may be seated. You guys can have a seat. Doesn't our, 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 uh, our worship team, singers, musicians, the tech guys, I mean, don't they do such an amazing job? They just really just do a fantastic job. Um, if, uh, uh, if you'd be interested in being a part of our worship team, uh, whether it be a musician or singer or one of the tech people or whatever, um, there's going to be an interest meeting uh, May 22nd. Uh, after the 11 o'clock service, so if you're interested in that, you can come and be a part of that. Um, if you can text the word music to our text-in number, 910-424-1298. Let Pastor Scott know you're interested in coming being a part of that. Uh, I know he'd love that. So if you're feeling like God might lead you in that direction, that's your skill set, uh, then you can absolutely uh, come and be a part of helping lead us in that way. Well, once again, happy Mother's Day to you all. Um, it is so good to have you with us. Uh, also, by way of announcement, again, don't forget our little Mother's Day booth. If you'd like to swing by afterwards and get a photo with, with mom. Uh, we're we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 31 today. But before we do that, real quick also, I want to say this. <clears throat> I think it is the providence of God that uh, the very first Sunday that we are able to gather together as a church, after what appears to be a, a leak of the apparent Supreme Court decision, the fact that, uh, about overturning Roe v. Wade, uh, the fact that the very first Sunday we get together after that is Mother's Day, I think is providence. Um, I think that's pretty fantastic. It's like, Ever so often as a pastor, you look and go, thank you, God, I really appreciate that one. Like you just, if you can't hit that one out of the park, then you need a new job. So, um, so I just want to take a quick second just to speak to that just for a moment. Um, uh, one, um, just to kind of fill you in uh, the gaps, if indeed that does uh, turn out to be the ruling, that does not mean that abortion is illegalized in our country. That does, that's not what that means, so don't, don't jump ahead of that. That's not what that means. It means it kicks it down to the states. Each individual state will then determine what's going to happen in their respective states. So that doesn't mean that uh, abortion is illegal. Um, now, I, I wish that it was. Um, I, I freely admit that I am an anti-abortion absolutist. Um, I do not believe that there is a scenario in life in which killing the child is the right option. Um, and I know that that's a very, it, it's strange, that's a super controversial opinion, um, even among Christians, because we try to kind of, for lack, this is a horrible expression, we try to split the baby. We'll, we'll edit that out. Um, we try to figure out a way to give a little bit. Well, for these extreme situations, if you want to know why I believe that those are not good reasons for abortion, I'd love to have a cup of coffee with you this week. Um, but I am an absolutist when it comes to that. Um, so, uh, but that's not what that means as far as our country. It's not going to mean that it's uh, uh, illegal. It'll kick it down to the states. But this is a massive, massive win for the uh, pro-life uh, position. And so we, we are praising God for that. That's a, that's a good thing. We're praising God for that. So I'm going to take just a quick second and pray towards that end. And then we'll jump into Proverbs 31 together. All right. So let's just take a second. I just encourage you to bow your heads for me. Um, let's take just a minute and pray towards, uh, towards this. So one, I just, God, I just thank you. I thank you, God, what appears to be this decision. I thank you, God, for this. This is something that has been prayed for and worked for for 50 years now. Um, and, and to be quite honest, I, I, I didn't ever think it would actually happen. And so um, I just praise you for that, Lord. Uh, one, I, I, I pray for the Supreme Court justices. Uh, that uh, appear to be voting to overturn uh, Roe. I pray, God, that you would um, 
you would empower them and embolden them. They are in the midst of unprecedented uh, political and social pressure. So I pray, God, that you would empower them, Lord, to stay strong in that conviction. Um, I pray, God, for us as a church and for other churches uh, that we would extend compassion and mercy and ministry to those who are in positions that cause them to be abortion-minded, uh, to maybe look towards that direction. I pray, God, that you would empower us to step into those situations and love them and encourage them and bless them, provide options for them, God. That I pray, God, that you would raise up many in our church, God, that will be foster parents and adopted parents, um, so that we'll step in and not just say you shouldn't do this, but we'll, pr- we'll, we'll help provide the other option. Um, I pray, God, that you would empower us, the church, and, and churches all across our country to step into that gap. Uh, Lord, I pray, God, for the legislatures of North Carolina. God, now it, it, they, we actually have an opportunity to do something here. So I pray, God, for those in elected positions here in North Carolina, our state legislature. I ask you, God, that you would, um, Lord, one, uh, this coming election now means more on a state level than it ever has when it comes to this issue. So I pray, God, that we would vote accordingly. God, that you would raise up men and women to be in those positions that would um, work to legislate appropriately, God, and that we would become a state, God, that cares about life and protects life. Um, I, and I pray, God, I pray, God, for those here in the room, ladies who have in the past had an abortion. I pray, God, that you would Show them, God, your grace and your mercy, just like we say. Um, your mercy is so great and so amazing. I pray, God, that they would know your mercy, that they would know your forgiveness, that they would know your love, and they would be showered by your grace. I ask you, God, that you would do this. I pray, God, that you would raise these women up to know that you love them and that you care for them and that you desire to walk faithfully with them. I pray, God, that you would do this. We trust you for this. We thank you, Lord, again uh, for what appears to be what's coming down the road. We ask you, God, that you would... God, just by your grace, allow us to see your goodness there. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, so again, Proverbs chapter 31. So, so we do Mother's Day a touch different. Um, we, I, whenever I do a Mother's Day sermon, I don't necessarily do it on moms uh, for a couple of reasons. One so there's a, a scripture in Romans chapter 12 that says the church is to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. In other words, that we are to, as a church, step in when people are having their, their greatest moment. We step in and we just put our arms around them and we praise God with them and we yahoo with them. And that's great. Um, and then also when people are having their darkest moments, we step in with them, we wrap our arms around them and we, we weep with them. Uh, it. And I honestly don't know if one day on the calendar has both of those two things collide more than Mother's Day. For some, Mother's Day is a blessing. I mean, you've got your kids here, and you're loving life, and, and everything is awesome, and, and, and we praise God. That is amazing. Some of you, this is your first Mother's Day as a mom, and that is great. You're always going to remember this. That is fantastic. So we praise God for you. We love that. We rejoice with you. And then there are others in the room that your situation is different. Uh, there are others in the room that may have been struggling with uh, infertility issues your, your entire adult life. There may be others that you are, uh, this is your first Mother's Day without your mom. 
some this is um, you've lost a child. Um, just, just a lot of things that can kind of come colliding together on a day like today. So let me just real quick just say, um, no matter where you are on either side of that, we're so glad that you're here. And our prayer is that we would be, uh, we would love you, administer to you, and care for you, and and rejoice with you, and all those all those things. Uh, so, but so what I try to do on Mother's Day is again not so much focus on the moms, so much as kind of broaden it out and focus on womanhood, right? Just ladies in general. Um, because I believe womanhood is being ferociously attacked by our society. Um, what it means to be a woman, how to live that out, um, what the Bible would say about that, that is just, just ferociously attacked. And so I try to take a day like today just to kind of take a step back and just encourage ladies and point you to the scriptures and here's what God says about you. And so, so that's our, our hope for, for today. Um, and and the, the big thing that I want you to understand today is how valued you are. As a woman, I want to encourage you today with how valued you are by God. Uh, So when we think about value, uh, there are two ways to kind of think about value. There can be earned value and there can be given value. Okay? So think about it from a financial perspective. There's earned financial value and given financial value. Earned financial value would be an example of that would be Elon Musk, who is currently the richest human on earth. Uh, so Elon Musk, even though now he's the richest person on planet Earth, he wasn't always that way. In 1995, he began his first tech company uh, uh, and called Zip2, and uh, he sunk everything he had into that. And uh, he was so broke that he had to sleep in his office and shower at the local YMCA. He had nothing. But he worked, and he worked, and he worked, and he worked, and he worked. And four years later, in 1999, they sold that company for $307 million. And Elon Musk was off to the races. That's, that's an earned value. Uh, the flip of that would be a given value. That would be Prince George. That's the son of William and Kate, the royal family in England. Prince George is considered uh, the world's richest child. Right? So we had the world's richest man. Now we have the world's richest child. It is believed that he is valued at around $1 billion. And here's the thing. Did George do anything to earn that? Nope. That dude just won the DNA lottery. Right? That's it. He got born into the right family and cha-ching. It's given. He didn't earn that. He's not worthy of that. Right? He was just... He breathes. And as a result, this is what he's worth. And what I want you to see is the same way spiritually, especially for ladies. I want you to hear me today, ladies. You can try to go through life earning your value, or you can try to go through life understanding the given value that has been gifted to you by God. Some ladies, you try to go through life earning your value and so it's all about what you do that makes people look at you favorably right your uh, uh, relationships your appearance your family your friendships your social media your education your career all of these things you try to do to to earn value and get people to look favorably upon you or you can have given value given value is not earned or work for, 
It's given to you simply because you are the forgiven, redeemed daughter of God. And that's it. And what I want you to see today is that this is the difference between life and death for you. This is the difference between you enjoying your life and secretly kind of being miserable. Right? Understanding earned value versus your given value. We are not valuable because of what we do that causes people to look at us favorably. We are valuable because of what Jesus did that now allows God to look at us favorably. You understand the difference? Right? It's not about what you do that makes the people around you look at you favorably. It's about you understanding what Jesus did for you that now makes God look at you with favor. And if you understand that kind of value, that kind of worth, it completely changes your life. Uh, so let's see our big idea. Our big idea we want to see today is this. The more you value Jesus, the more you will see your value in Jesus. Ladies, the more you value Jesus, the more you're going to see your value in Jesus. So Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. All right, we're just going to look at verse 10 today. That's it. Proverbs 31, verse 10. So, so the real interesting thing, so if you've been around church for long, you know Proverbs 31, uh, you know, is sort of the, this, um, you know, exemplary woman, this Proverbs 31 woman, what you're seeking to be, and all those sorts of things. Here's the interesting thing I love, I love about Proverbs 31. Here's a little nugget you may not understand. Proverbs 31 was written by a mom. Well, if you go back up to the beginning of chapter 31, it says that it's the mother of King Lemuel. All right? So what you see happening is this. You have a mom trying to pass down to her son, here's what I want you to look for in a wife. How great is that? Right? This is advice on Mother's Day. This is advice from a mom to her son. Here's what I want you to look for, son. Here's what I want you to see. She's trying to help her son, the king. So think about king. And, and it's believed, it, 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 sort of tradition, he's called Lemuel, but it's believed it's probably King Solomon, which would mean the mom writing to him is Bathsheba. The Bathsheba that had an affair with Daniel and then, or David, excuse me, and then David killed her husband to cover it up. That Bathsheba. And so, moms, here's a great thing as well. You ready? It doesn't, I know it's easy to feel unworthy as a mom. Right? It's easy to feel like I don't stack up. I'm not good enough. All these other moms are better. Their kids have never even had sugar. Right? I sit my kid down in front of a TV with a bag of Cheetos just to shut him up so mama gets some peace. And I know it's easy to feel guilty. This is written by a woman with a significant history. But that doesn't stop her from being able to speak biblical truth into her child. Right? And so she's speaking to him. Saying, look, here's, here's what I want you to see. Right? So as a king, as a young, good-looking, rich king, he's going to have a lot of ladies walking around going, hey, Sally. And mom is trying to help Solomon understand, listen, not every girl that's a good time is going to make a good wife. For the young men, that's free. I know it's Mother's Day. That's a gift to you. And so, listen, 
this is a mom taking her son to the side and just going, look, here's, here's what you want to look for, okay? And so I just want to unpack just for a second just the first verse there, verse 10. All right? Verse 10. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. So the word excellent is the Hebrew word heel. Um, it, it means uh, someone of noble character. The Bible, specifically Proverbs, talks a lot about ladies. I know that uh, uh, people outside of evangelical Bible-believing Christianity is going to tell you that the Bible speaks rudely of women and tries to subjugate women, and that's, that is just not true, right? That's, that's somebody that hasn't even read the Bible. Uh, that's not true. That's not what the Bible teaches. You look at just the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 12, 4, an excellent wife is the crown of her husband. Proverbs 18, 22, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Proverbs 19, 14, house and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a wise wife is from God. The Bible speaks a lot of women, loves women, thinks very, very, very highly of women. Excellent. It also says she is more precious than jewels. So in that day, women were, they, they would kind of uh, show off how, how valuable they were by the, the kind of jewelry that they wore, right? I'm so glad that times have changed. Um, and so there was a real focus on the external. Right? And so they would try to really look well externally. And that was, that was how they showed their value. That was how they showed their worth. That was how they showed their excellence. And what Lemuel's mom is trying to help him understand is, look, you need someone who's m- more valuable than every jewel that could possibly drape on their body. Right? You need someone who sees the bigger picture and the foundation is much deeper. It's not, just, it's not just skin deep. So, an excellent wife. Who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. So here's what I want to unpack just for a few minutes with you. Really easy. What makes you excellent and precious? Right, if the point of this is trying to find a wife who is excellent and precious, how do you do that? What does that look like? What does that mean? How do you as a woman pursue that? Gentlemen, how do you pray for your wife towards that? What does that look like? Uh, so first, let me tell you what it does not mean. What does not make a woman excellent and precious? Uh, one, you are not excellent because of what you do, right? What you do is not what makes you excellent. Uh, so as a pastor, I know that a lot of women, quite honestly, don't like Proverbs 31. They don't like it. Uh, and they don't like coming to Mother's Day and hearing a message on Proverbs 31. Because a lot of times it's preached from a, a, an angle of, here's what you need to do. Right? Here's what an excellent wife looks like. Here's what a good woman looks like. You need to go do those things. And it feels very heavy and very weighty and very law-driven. Like, I can't live up underneath that. And you just feel, you walk away feeling more guilty than, than encouraged. It, and I want to let you know that what makes you excellent and what makes you precious is not what you do. 
It's not about being the best mom. It's not about being the best wife. It's not about being the best Christian. It's not about being the, the, the best worker in the church. What you do doesn't make you excellent and precious. I pray that some of you today will get set free from that mindset that you're trying to work to earn your value. What you do does not make you that. Second, you're not excellent because of how you look. Proverbs 31 verse 30 specifically speaks to this. Lemuel's mom is going to tell him, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. This doesn't mean that beauty and charm are to be avoided or inherently evil or any of those things, but it does mean that you cannot place that as the basis foundation for how you judge yourself as a woman or judge another woman. It, it, it might be fine for decoration, but it makes a bad foundation. Right? It's got to be more than that. So, so how you look, how you appear, is not what makes you valuable. So then what does make a woman valuable? What makes a woman excellent and precious? I'll give you two things just to think through. What does make a woman excellent and precious? One, the fact that you were made excellent at creation. 1 Timothy 4.4 says that everything God made is good. And that word good is kalos. It, it means choice, excellent, beautiful, surpassing, precious. You were created by God on purpose, on design as good. I know this world is trying to push in on that, but you were created good. Regardless of, of how that plays out in your life and appearance and where you live, and what you, you were made good. And then second, you were remade new and excellent at the cross. So you're made good at creation, you're made excellent at creation, and you're remade new and excellent at the cross. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us that through faith in Christ, all the old has been thrown out and all the new has come back in. You have been, it's, it's Genesis all over again. You're made a brand new creation by faith in Jesus Christ. This is who you are. You're excellent. You're precious. So, on this Mother's Day, here's the gift that we want to give you. The gift we want to give you is the fact, the belief, the understanding, the reality that you are made valuable just by God through faith in Jesus Christ. It's not about what you do and it's not about how you look. So, how do you live this out? How do you do this? Um, going back to our original thoughts, our big idea for the day. The more you value Jesus, the more you will see your value in Jesus. The more you value Jesus, the more you will see your value in Jesus. So just for a couple of minutes here at the end, here's what I want to chat through. Ladies, how do you walk out of this place today living out, taking steps towards seeing your value and worth just in Christ and not what you do and not how you look and not what others think of you and none of those things, none of those things, just Jesus. And the answer is this, the more you value Jesus, the more you'll see your value in Jesus. What is the most important thing in your life? 
Where, what do you view as the most valuable thing in your life? Hey, listen to me very carefully. What you think is the most valuable in your life is what you will then derive your personal value from. What you think is the most valuable is what you'll get your personal value from. And so I know on Mother's Day this is going to be a tricky thing. So let me gingerly walk through this. Who am I kidding? I'm just going to bring a sledgehammer. So your, if your children are the most valued thing in your life, you're destined to struggle. You're destined to. It's, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Because what is the most valuable in your life is what determines your personal value in life. And if your most valuable thing in your life is your kids, then you're going to get your personal value based on how well your kids do. How well they go through life and how well you do as a mom and what's going to happen here, what's going to happen there. If that's the most valuable thing in your life, that is where you're going to derive your value from and it's going to struggle. Like I lo- We've got four kids. I love my kids. They are gifts from God. But they cannot be where my wife and I find our greatest value and joy. They just can't. You can't find your greatest value in your kids, in your marriage, in your career, in your friends. It can't be that. Because what you find your value, what's most valuable, you're going to get your value from. Uh, a scripture that I use around here a lot is Matthew 13, 44. It's a parable from Jesus. And he says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. So it's a parable. It's a story that Jesus is trying to teach a big truth here. And, and I've told you many, many times the big idea is this man finds this great treasure and sells all that he has so he can get this great treasure and he's willing to get rid of everything in his life because this treasure is so great. He's willing to turn away from everything and sell everything and reject everything because he has to get this treasure. It's too great to pass up. Everything else pales in comparison. Everything else falls to the wayside. He will gladly give it all up just to get this. And the point of the parable is supposed to be That's Jesus. You see his great value so much that you gladly turn from everything just to get him. So if you've been around here for long, you know that there are some things that I just keep saying over and over and over, right? Just sort of big ideas I always throw out there. I work it constantly into sermons. And I do that because I believe there are just a handful of things that are really important. There are usually things that we struggle with. So I want to insert it constantly because I think it helps us understand the bigger picture of the gospel, right? I tell you all the time, this should be new. If you've been here for long, this should not be new for you. I tell you all the time that heaven is not a place for people who don't want to go to hell. Heaven is a place for people who love and worship and serve Jesus, and they're not the same thing, right? No one wants to go to hell. That's why you didn't find that Mother's Day card this week, right? Happy Mother's Day. No one, no, because it's a bad thing. No one wants to do that. But simply not wanting to go to hell doesn't make you a Christian, why do I keep pushing that? 
because I believe here in the Bible Battle especially, listen to me very carefully, and, and Fayetteville's a weird, goofy thing. Half of you are born and raised in the South, and you are deeply entrenched in Bible Belt Christianity. The other half of you just literally parachuted in from other places, and you're like, you people are freaks. But let me speak to my Bible Belt crowd just for a moment, okay? We have become indoctrinated. I call it country music theology. I'm a good old boy who believes in the big man upstairs, and I give you the shirt off my back, and praise God, I'm just doing the best I can, and I'm going to get to heaven one day and make it there by the skin of my teeth, but, you know, it'll be all right. God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. We'll be good. And what I consistently want to help you understand is that's not the gospel. Heaven is not a place for people who try to be good and don't want to go to hell. You're still going to go to hell. Heaven is a place for people who love and serve and worship Jesus and turn from the things of this world and just follow Christ. Right? I tell you all the time that every issue is a gospel issue. The answer for your problem is not, the answer for your marriage is not just better communication. The answer for your kid is not just put them in a different school. The answer for your jealousy issue is not just get off social media. It's a gospel problem and it needs a gospel answer. You need to turn to Christ. At the end of the day, every issue ultimately shines a light on you're not trusting Christ for something. So I tell you all the time, every issue is a gospel issue issue don't look for earthly answers turn to Christ and then this I tell you this all the time Jesus is the greatest treasure in the universe and you will only have true joy and true peace and true contentment and true life if you see him as that and treasure him in your own life as that that's it it's just Christ. And, and, and the reason that I push in on this so much and tell you all the time, Jesus is the greatest treasure. Treasure him above all things. is because we so often look to the things of this world and take that as our treasure. Take that as our greatest delight. And that as our greatest joy. And motherhood, as great as a gift as it is, is absolutely perfectly set up by Satan to be an easy place for you to find your treasure there rather than in Christ. And I want to encourage you today. I want you to see you can only find true joy, true peace, true hope, true contentment, true life just in treasuring Jesus. You are excellent and precious, not because of what you do, not because of how you look, not because of what other people think of you, not because of how great your family is, not because you, you have it all together on social media, none of those things. You are excellent 
more precious because God made you that way, because Jesus Christ died on the cross to make you new in him, and that as you now treasure him above all things, as you value Jesus above everything, you will now begin to grow more and more and more and more and more in seeing your value in Jesus. The more you soak up his value, the more you will receive the value that can only come from him. This is yours in Christ. This is yours. So today, uh, I want to end our time a little differently. Uh, I'm going to ask our band to come on up. And and I want to end our time today a little differently. Um, As our band's coming up, I want to ask all of our ladies to come up front. All right? If you're young, if you're not young, um, a child, uh, married, not married, mom, not mom, don't care. If you are a female, and if I have to preach a sermon on what that is, so help me, I'm quitting. So, that should not be difficult. Just saying. So, come up front, all the way. Guys, you may have to get up and hop out and let ladies have some room. So I want to take a second, ladies. You may have to scoot in just a little bit. And I know you would rather get hit in the head with something hard than be in the very front. But we're going to need to scoot just a little bit. Just a little. Come in the front. Um, we want to take just a minute and, uh, and pray over you, okay? So that's why we're doing this. We're going to take just a minute and pray over you. We want to pray blessings over you. Uh, we want to pray that God would find, uh, that, that you would find your value in Christ and in Christ alone. Uh, and that you would see him as truly your greatest treasure. So, um, so I'm going to ask you to bow your heads for me. Um, I want to spend a little time praying. Lord, I just, I thank you. I thank you for these ladies. I thank you, God, God, just for... Uh, just the fact that they're even here. Lord, I pray for them. I know that we live in a society that uh, really seeks to attack them, really seeks to undermine them, really seeks to lie to them and tell them that there are other paths and other ways to find fulfillment and joy and hope and peace in you. I pray, God, for these ladies. God, that they would see that they are precious and excellent. Not because of what they do. Not because of appearance. Not because of status. Not because of what others in this world might think of them. They are excellent and they are precious because you have called them that. You have created them as excellent and precious. You have formed them as that. Jesus Christ, you died and you rose again for them to make them new creations now. Excellent and precious in you. Thank you, Jesus. I pray, Lord, for every one of these ladies. 
that they would see you, Jesus, as the greatest treasure on earth. They would value you above anyone and anything. They would see Jesus more and more and more. I pray, God, that the eyes of their heart would be opened by you, Holy Spirit, so they receive that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of who you really are. And as they grow in who you are and mature in who you are, they see you more and more and more who you are and value you, Jesus, as this great and glorious, amazing treasure. They will begin to see the value that they now have in you. They would just cling to you and love you and worship you and treasure you and get every bit of encouragement and acceptance and love and worth and value just from you. Thank you for these ladies. I know many of them have many different stories of what they're walking through right now. And some are at a moment of great joy and some are at a moment of heartache. I pray God for every one of us, not regardless of, of where they may be in situations and circumstances in life, pray, God, that they would just turn to you, cling to you, pursue you, and see you as this great and glorious treasure. We pray, God, your blessings on them. We pray, God, your hand on them. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just cover them and anoint them in you. We pray, Jesus, that you would, would, would empower them to be strong women, God, in you, empowered in you, Holy Spirit, living out all the fullness of what you have called them to be as women created in your image. Thank you, God. We love these ladies. We pray your blessings on them. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, can you give these ladies a hand? And you can head back, ladies. Thank you very much. And as our ladies are heading back, guys, you can go ahead and stand. We're going to spend some time together worshiping. know again as as we think about the fact that many in the room come today with many different circumstances and situations we want to end today just in worship because again the big point of today isn't moms as much as we love our moms the big point today is our great and amazing and glorious God and again, as we treasure Him and value Him and worship Him and adore Him, as this is more who we are and, and our hearts are in tune to this, as this happens in us, God becomes more and more real. So as we end our time here this morning singing together, I want to encourage you to lift your voices, focus on God and who God is allow God to speak and minister to your heart. If you'd like to come forward and pray, you can. If you'd like to grab someone to pray with you, you're more than welcome to. We can do that. Uh, but let's spend a little time here this morning finishing up, worshiping the Lord together. Let's see.
always known A song that's always been me Oh glory and honor Dominion and power to you A million angels fall Face down on the floor All to echo holy
song that's always been made. Amen. Amen. Have a seat for me, guys. I want to finish up real quick and let you go. Uh, first, uh, just a couple of quick announcements. If you're a guest with us today, welcome. We're so glad that you're here today. If you are a guest, we'd love to connect with you. Uh, best way you can do that is just grab your cell phone and text the word CONNECT to our number on the screen, 910-424-1298. Uh, just text uh, CONNECT so we can know who you are and how we can pray for you. But for everyone here, we've got three big announcements, all right? Three big things we want everyone to know. What's going on here at Southview so you can stay connected and get plugged in. First is this. Uh, graduate recognition is going to be June 5th, all right? So if you are graduating high school, college, grad school, anything like that, you're graduating, uh, we'd love to know that. We'd love to spend some time encouraging you, recognizing you on June 5th. So if you're interested in that, you need to text the word GRAD to our number, all right? GRAD to 910-424-1298. There are some things that we're going to ask from you, pictures, that sort of thing. So do that quickly, all right? If you have, if you are graduating or someone that you know, a child or whatever, do that this week if you can, all right? So we're going to do that on June 5th. Second, our equip classes. We've got some equip classes coming up uh, that, um, uh, so our equip classes are sort of Big classes that kind of help explain a little, sort of the big rocks of Christianity. So if you're interested in that, we've got a few coming up. Uh, we've got one called Core Christianity. So Core Christianity is what it sounds like. We're going to take the big ideas of Christianity and help explain them to you. So you can kind of see Christianity and how it works and comes together. Second, Gentle and Lowly. So this work, uh, this, this, this class, Gentle and Lowly, um, it, it's a class for normal Christians who feel like they struggle with sin, normal Christians who kind of feel like they're uh, running on fumes a little bit at times, maybe feel like you're disappointing God, um, you're starting to question, you know, if God's fed up with me, this is going to be a class for you, a chance for you to come in and see exactly who Christ is, exactly what he says of you with these things, and how to walk in faithfulness in that. And then last one, how to experience new life in Christ. If you just want to know how do we live the Christian life, like what does this look like, that's going to be the class for you, okay? What does this look like? How do we live this out? Um, how do we um, walk in the things that the Bible tells us to walk in? How do we do that? These are the classes for you, okay? So can't encourage you enough. They're so helpful. We try to do everything we can to help you walk forward in your walk with Christ. And so you can text EQUIP to our number, and uh, all those classes will be there. You can click the one that you'd like and submit that so we can get you signed up for that. And then last, Vacation Bible School. All right? Vacation Bible School. All right. Yes. Love it. Vacation Bible School is coming up. It's uh, June 6th through the 10th. Um, so you can sign your kid up by simply texting VBS to our number, okay? Today is the last day. If you want your kid to get a t-shirt, today's the last day. It shuts down tomorrow. Now, you can sign up for VBS Beyond today, but if you want a t-shirt for your child, today's going to be that last day, all right? So text VBS to sign your child up for that. Every other announcements, all the other things, sign up for stuff that's going to be on our app. Download the Southview Baptist Church app for all of that so you can know what's going on and what's happening. You can give online through the app. And real quick with that, I want to encourage you with this. 
Um, so we've been asking you to give to the Annie Armstrong Easter offering, which is for North American missions, church planting, that sort of thing here in America, in Canada, North America. Our goal was $5,000. As of um, uh, Thursday, when I last checked, we're right at $15,000. So praise God for that. You guys are amazing. But all that can go through the app. You can download the app and do all of those things. All right. Happy Mother's Day. We love you. We love you so much. Thank you so much, moms, for all that you do. Again, don't forget the booth outside if you'd like to grab that. All right, let me pray for you and let you go. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, God, that you are so kind as to bless us with moms. We pray, God, that you would, um, for our moms here in the room, God, that they would know and experience your grace on them today. But then again, for all of our ladies, God, wherever they are in life, whatever stage in life, whatever you have had for them in life when it comes to to motherhood, I, I pray, God, your blessings on them. I pray, God, that they would know how great and glorious you are. They would see Jesus, you as their greatest treasure, and they would worship and serve you as that. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We pray your blessings on our ladies today. In your name, Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. I love you. Have a great week. shine in the